On this show, they cover the biggest news stories, give their fact-based opinions, and interview many great people from all over the fruited plains. These stories and experiences are what make up the fabric of this great country. This isn't just any show. This is the Matt and Chan Show. Now, live from Fresno, California, here are your hosts, Matt and Chan. Welcome to the Matt and Chan Show. I'm your host, Chan Maciel, joined here with Matt White. How's it going, Matt? It's going good. we got another busy news day. Awesome. Yeah, we're going to talk politics. We're going to talk culture. We're going to talk random stuff that's interesting to us. Um, so, yeah, let's dive into the news cycle a little bit. Alrighty. What do you want to talk about first, Matt? Um, well, Iran shooting 16 missiles, and we had 11 Americans injured last night. So that's the biggest news of this morning. What are your thoughts, Chan? Yeah, I mean, that's huge. That's uh, certainly not what anybody wants to see is uh, Americans uh, being injured or killed, especially in such uh, a hot topic as uh, Iran right now. Uh, I think, honestly, though, I, I don't think it will change anybody's opinion on this much. There's already a bunch of people who are convinced that World War III is inevitable and that everything's just going terrible. Um, and there's a, certain people who think that uh, this is a, a necessary cost of um, engaging with a uh, terror-filled regime. And honestly, I, I, I fall somewhat into the latter that um, when we choose to engage uh, a country like Iran with, uh, you know, obviously bombing uh, Soleimani. I think that in the long term, it's still going to benefit America to have uh, stood up for ourselves and uh, trying to, uh, yeah, put it into this terror. And and yeah, these soldiers signed up for, uh, or they put their lives on the line. and, And yeah, that's unfortunately just a sacrifice that happens sometimes. And I think that's the, the sacrifice of these soldiers and Americans in the Middle East over the past, what has it been, 20 years, close to 20 years now, um, post 9-11. Um, yeah, it's it's um, it's interesting that our news cycle continues to be warmongers, that Trump's going to start World War III and everything. I just don't believe it. I think Trump ran on anti-war campaign. I don't think he wants war or conflict in the Middle East. It's one of the things he campaigned on. And he's been pretty good on his promises this far, even though the media doesn't report those promises. But yeah, I think it's, I think we're gonna, I think in the long run, it's gonna help us out avoiding war by killing the people that are causing all this terror in the Middle East. Yeah, absolutely. And and something too there that uh, Trump's been really a low violence president. Like you look back, uh, just back to Obama and like there was far more conflict things uh like libya and pretty constant bombing in the middle east it's not like sure you can look at trump and be like oh he's making these aggressive moves here but 
nothing that isn't precedented uh, by presidents before him. Mm-hmm. And you look at just all the conflict and the money being shipped over and unfreezing funds. Um, early this morning, there was some news on Iran having an underground bunker with many different weapons. Um, yeah, and this was all funded by America. So we're strengthening these dictators in the Middle East and we just keep an ongoing conflict and we can't be there anymore. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, I'm just, I don't know. I think I'm, I think everybody, especially growing up in it, like, oh, Middle East, constant. Oh man, we're still in this war and it's just an ongoing from um, George H.W. Bush. No, George W. Bush. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and then going through the Obama administration and having a different leader in there that actually wants to, to tackle the issues instead of just passively pretty much a kneel in front of these dictators across the world. I think it's a it's a different foreign policy and a lot of people are uncomfortable with it. So yeah, yeah definitely. Trump's taking some strong stands and yeah, it's gonna upset some people, but that's that's part of the game too, is you can't make everybody happy and uh, it seems like what Trump's doing in the Middle East is working if uh, slowly perhaps, but certainly uh, certainly bombing Tulemani in recent past uh, was a good move and hopefully will be a stepping stone towards more peace uh, in Iran and Iraq and throughout the Middle East. Yep. And people wonder, oh, Suleiman, he was there on a peace mission in Iraq. <laughs> sure. This guy was a worldwide terrorist. He had connections all over the world, Latin America, Africa, Middle East, probably here in the United States. There was two people from Iran actually caught at the border early this morning. Um, yeah, that's stuff like that. And they, were, and they were Iranians that were coming here probably to do terror. So I don't see there being any other like reason for being coming into the United States. And so, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I heard too, I think it, it was a, a Democrat senator, you may uh, know this better than I do, but basically said like, yeah, it was the right call to bomb Soleimani. I just wish Trump would have allowed us to be in on that decision. Um, but certainly wasn't disagreeing with the decision there. Uh, yeah, you do you know more about this than I do? Um, yeah, I think it's interesting because um, they wanted Congress to go in and vote on this and do all these things to to give Trump permission to bomb Soleimani. Soleimani was only going to be in Iraq for so long. The timing and everything, our military, it's all a timing thing. We can't be allowing our enemies to know what is going on. We can't give them a date. Obama did that. And most of the time, the U.S. military attacks didn't work. <laughs> yeah. It's like we have the best military in the United States or in the United States. Um, and we can't be allowing our enemies to just, hey, yeah, we're going to we're going to bomb you on June 16th at two o'clock. I yeah, I don't think that's any rationale. And I don't think they're not going to do it. They're not going to give us a date when they're going to attack us. Look at 9-11. That's mm-hmm. a sad event. We lost many Americans on that day. They didn't tell us when it was going to happen, and it changed the world forever. So, um, yeah, I guess I don't think we can be allowing our enemies to to know when we're going to be attacking. Yeah, for sure. Uh, you want to move on to impeachment stuff? Oh man, the impeachment man. We're gonna <laughs> we're gonna we're, get into it this morning. We're not holding punches. That's oh, for sure. Man. Well, how uh, are we supposed to get impeached though? <laughs> well, he, well, he is impeached. He, yeah, he, he's impeached in the house and. Uh, it's now the impeachment articles have been handed over to the Senate, right? Or, or they're yeah. at least slated to. Yeah. Um, and is anything going to happen? No. I, I'm pretty certain that we're not going to see it make any progress in the Senate 
sure there's more bombshell uh, things popping up here and there that the media loves to capitalize on, but I, I don't think anything's gonna happen. I'm calling it by February 1st, impeachment will be over. I'm calling it now. If, if it's over by February 1st, it'll be out of the media by February 3rd, no doubt. We'll have another bombshell to dig through and more commentary on some other stuff because every day is a bombshell in the Trump administration. <laughs> That's for sure. One, uh, one month in Trump years is 20 years in regular time. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> You're not wrong. You're not wrong. And I know it's, it's gone so fast, but also it feels so slow. So Yeah. What is four more years going to be like? That's what I want to know. I know, yeah. I know, four more years. Um, yeah, because I don't see a Democrat candidate coming out of, I don't know, this election cycle. Yeah, um, I agree. So we got like Bloomberg in the race, who hasn't even been in a debate yet. We have <laughs> we have um, all these people that just dropped out. Who do we got? Bernie Sanders. We got, who else do you have in the race? <laughs> yeah. Bernie Sanders, Elizabeth Warren. Joe Biden, maybe. Yeah. I. Is still leading the polls? That's something we should have brought up is some polling data. Um, it seems like it seems like Biden's out of it at this point. Even if he's still leading, he's lost all his momentum. Uh, CNN has totally turned on Bernie, as we saw uh, in the recent Democrat debate. Um, yeah, it seems like the media wants Elizabeth Warren to be the nominee, and I don't think there's any way that she even comes close to Hillary Clinton's numbers against Trump, which is pretty crazy. Yeah, I just, I don't see, Elizabeth Warren's a safe pick, I think, for them right now. It's not radical socialism of Bernie Sanders, but it also is not Joe Biden with all these different scandals going on. They don't want a scandal president, and they don't want, or a president-elect, or any, they don't want, if Joe Biden were to get in office some way, um, he's, because he's more moderate, but, um, yeah, I think that's that's interesting right there. So awesome. I know um, Rasmussen put out a poll this morning after um, the signing of the articles yesterday um, with Nancy Pelosi and everything, 51%. <laughs> and Rasmussen, most people go, oh, polling data. It's, oh, you don't know it's legit. But Rasmussen was the closest polling data for the 2016 election. Mm -hmm. So they called, they had Trump winning the election or at least close, but everybody else had Hillary Clinton winning like substantially but yeah i think that's interesting um i, I think trump's um polling data is going to continue to going up as he keeps creating jobs i know the us mca deal that just got passed yesterday 176,000 more jobs added to the united states and tons of billions more into our economy um you gotta love it we're looking at like the reagan years right now yeah it's pretty beautiful love to see it I've just pulled up uh, Real Clear Politics uh, average for uh, Democrat uh, polling data. They have Biden at 27.2, Sanders at 19.2, Warren at 16.0, Buttigieg at 7.2, Bloomberg at 6.6, .6, and, and then it kind of trails off after that. So it seems like Biden's still leading the polls, like you said, but um, Sanders and Warren certainly not far behind. It's interesting too that the media is backing uh, Warren, who's pulling behind both Biden and Sanders. Uh, it's kind of they don't have a good candidate. Like I would, I wouldn't mind them having like a strong candidate. I don't think they can put anybody who will beat Trump in 2020, assuming the economy stays uh, great like it has been. Um, but yeah, it, it's it seems like there's nobody that they could put that would 
even have a chance. And if you're in if you're in Fresno, where we're at, um, man, there's just a big burning uprising of the young young students here, um, Fresno State, Fresno Pacific. Um, yeah, it's just a rising. They have Art Hop in Fresno every month, the first month, first day of the month, and it's a Bernie rally every time. So it's just interesting that we have little pockets of these Bernie supporters. And he came to Fresno probably, what, a month and a half ago? Yeah, maybe a little longer than that, but yeah, it wasn't too long ago. Yeah, so it's just, I think that's interesting how people are pushing through Bernie, yeah, and I don't know if people are really looking at his policies or they're just rooting for him because he's loud and he's just, yeah, um, I don't know. We can, you can do the Bernie impressions all cool. day. Yes, that's for sure. Uh, Medicare for all. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so <laughs> we can get into that. Everybody deserves pudding. Yes, that's what pudding. <laughs> that's what Bernie wants. What are the odds that he runs as an independent? What do you think on that? I I could see. Yeah, he doesn't win the Democrat. I don't see Bernie ever running again after this. So I think he's gonna go all out on this election. This man's had a heart attack in the past six months. So yeah. Yeah, I mean, certainly we're not wishing anything bad on Bernie Sanders, but there's no way he makes it to 2024 as a viable candidate. Uh, so, yeah, 2020 is definitely his shot. And I even could see him dropping out of the Democrat race before uh, the primaries are over and running as an independent. Really? Yeah. Wow, that'd be a big move on his part, too. Oh, my gosh. Let's see. Um... Yeah, I think that's interesting. Um, so, what do you think? What are your thoughts on Joe Biden? He's supposed to be the safe in the middle candidate. We, I feel like we've seen him move more and more to the extremist left as the um, as the debates have gone on and as the uh, Democrat race has gone on. I don't know. It's kind of weird to think about anybody who was paired with Obama as a moderate, you know, like when, when we look back on the Obama years, certainly that wasn't classic liberalism. That was pretty far left extremist. And yet <laughs> they've come so much further than then, yep. uh, where now Obama is almost looked down on by the, the political left for not being far enough to the left, not being extreme enough on things like healthcare and social services and just about everything else. Like the guy created Obamacare, the, the guy, um, you know, was very open on borders and, and yet now somebody associated with Obama, like Biden, isn't even extreme enough for them. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. And he's yet to even um, support a candidate yet. Yeah. He probably will wait till there's a, a clear nominee and, and I'm assuming Obama will support him. Always talks about Michelle Obama entering the race. I don't see it this cycle, maybe um, in 2028. I think when she knows she can win one, I can see yeah. her. Yeah, then you have uh, Mike Bloomberg. Have you seen like 50 million TV commercials? Oh yeah, you turn on the TV and it's like, I don't know what channel I'm on, it's just a Bloomberg ad. Like, that's, <laughs> it's, pretty crazy. Trump actually hit on him on Twitter this morning. He said, many Mike Bloomberg ads are purposely wrong. A vanity project for him to get into the game. Nobody in many years has done for the U.S. what I have done for the USA, including the greatest economy in history, rebuilding our military, um, biggest ever tax and regulation cuts, and Second Amendment. Oh yeah, 100%. And <laughs> we just last night, Matt and I were watching uh, the SNL uh, debate sketches 
and just on Bloomberg buying his way into these debates. So funny. Like, you guys got to go check those out. Uh, SNL being actually kind of bipartisan recently. It's been fun to see. Yeah, they hit, they hit on Trump as usual, but it's fun to see the Democrats kind of played and you're like, is this real or is this is this fake? Like it's it's pretty legit. So yeah, <laughs> at least in the comedy world. So we already got impeachment. We looked at our polling data for our candidates. Um, we talked about Iran. Um, and what's what's next on the agenda? Yeah, I'm just looking through the news cycle here. I mean, <laughs> you gotta admit, even with, <laughs> it's crazy to think with impeachment going on right now and like some rising conflict in the Middle East. Trump's looking pretty good right now. Like, yep. <laughs> who, who would have thought that a, a president who's being impeached, who has a controversial conflict in the Middle East going on right now, is a super strong president coming into an election year. Mm-hmm. Like we're in 2020 now. Like by the end of this year, we'll know that we get four more years of Trump. Yeah. And I just, I don't see anybody at this point in the election coming up. And I, I think the best thing would be is the Democrats find somebody conservative. I think it'd be almost the only way to get somebody yeah. elected at this point. Cause I don't know. Hillary Clinton was just kind of a household name, the Clintons mm-hmm. and Joe Biden was a household name, but now nobody likes him. So, <laughs> so. yeah, I was listening to uh, the daily wire backstage. Uh, the, the most recent one, you, two weeks ago and they're talking about how the democrats are looking for the next kennedys and if they can find another jfk in the mix like that's who they're looking for maybe you know like if you had a more mature pete Buttigieg or or more aggressive pete Buttigieg, like maybe somebody like him i don't know i don't see i don't think they have anybody who really gets the whole Democrat base behind them. I just think the fact that the Democrat base is so divided now, as well as our politics in the United States, it's so it's so partisan. Yeah. Um, the fact that the USMCA actually got passed is amazing. Like that was probably one of the highlights of the Trump administration in the last four years. Is like, wow, we have not been able to get anything passed, but Trump's still knocking out accomplishments after accomplishments. Border crossings are down. Immigration is like as much as oh it's a crisis we've talked about that and stuff and and it's starting to come down a little bit like i don't know have you heard about any of the caravans lately any of the stuff in the news no it's been there's been nothing it's nothing so it's just i think he's winning but he's winning silently and i think the people that voted for him are seeing that um and even people that are now voting for him this year i think are going to see like you got more money in your wallet um, with those tax cuts and stuff it's not going to help everybody of course there's always going to be people that aren't going to be covered in that but majority of americans are are more happy i think than four years ago yeah so. absolutely i think i've and i really need to be better about having that statistics uh before i i make claims but we'll get better as we go this is episode one baby yeah um, we just rolled with this last <laughs> night so we're, you know, we're new to the game so but i was gonna say like i've been hearing um that like black support for trump is way up um I don't know how he's doing with suburban women. I think that'll be a, a big deciding factor in 2020. If if he can win over suburban women, I think that it's a lot. Um, but yeah, at this point, he has enough moral qualms to uh, 
to maybe lose some support from suburban women. But yeah, to to think though that a white male Republican president could be winning over more of the black vote, um, I think that's pretty crazy. I think that shows how little Obama did for the black community where like, yeah, you can't just say you're gonna fix things and then not do anything. But if you improve the economy, guess who that helps? Everyone. Mm-hmm. Everybody benefits from a better economy. And and I think that's what we're seeing. And that's why there's uh, such good support for Trump right now. Yep. You look at um, economic growth last quarter was 4.2%. Um, new employment claims recently hit a 49-year low. Um, Trump reported just two days ago that there are more Americans working today than any time before. Good to hear. <laughs> yeah. So especially when China just keeps edging at our heels economically, I think they're second now economically and globally, like as a power. And I think there's they have it set for them to pass us by like 2030. Mm-hmm. So we need a big American push, and I think I think we're seeing that with Trump. And if we get four more years, fingers crossed, um, we're gonna. I think we're just gonna see more good stuff. Um, I think this is a big one right here. 3.9 million Americans have been lifted off food stamps since the election. That's awesome. Like, just remember watching after the recession, Obama maybe not coming into the best of circumstances. I'm not defending Obama by any way, but coming into that mess at the time. For sure. Um, and you want to see presidents succeed. I, I think there's just a big discontent. Over, oh, man, we don't like Trump. But it's like, no, we're Americans and politics shouldn't ride over Right. Yeah. If Trump's successful, America's successful. It means you are successful. And and ultimately, even if you hate the guy, if things are going well for the country, it's good news. And yeah, you don't want to see a president fail. Certainly, yeah, you don't want to see Obama fail if uh, one of the Democrat nominees ends up winning the 2020 election. I don't want to see them fail. I, I want to see America do well. Yeah, and it's and just with the radical socialism, we just allow it to happen in the House of Representatives. I think we got to be careful. Um, we got an Ocasio Cortez in office. People that are, I think, dangerous. I think um, they. What is it? Uh, Wall Street Journal, not Wall Street Journal, Washington Post, isn't it? Um, they say democracy dies in darkness. At Washington Post. <laughs> I think so. Yeah. So um, I just think it's like we're seeing it in front of us. So it's just. A slow buildup. So I think we got to be careful of who we're electing and being informed when we vote too. I think that's big. Uh, me and Chan see it um, as college students. People go out and vote and they have no idea. Yeah. That's adults to people we're going to school with. Yeah, I just vote. Um, yeah, I just like that person. They look cool. <laughs> yeah, and and totally. And I think, you know, I'm certainly not in favor of any sort of restrictions on voting further than there already is. Uh, but I would really appreciate it if somebody isn't informed on an election, don't vote. Like, or or at least seek out people who are informed, get their ideas on candidates, and then at least go in with some more information. Because yeah, if, if people are just looking at, well, okay, I, I kind of see some people on the left going, this person isn't Trump, I'll vote for them. Well, sure. Um, but like, actually think about who you're gonna support and yeah, we live in the greatest country to ever exist where we get a fantastic ability to elect our representatives, either um, in Congress or in the executive branch. Like, yeah, it's an incredible privilege not to be wasted at all. Yep, um, and just just um, John, John F. Kelly came to Fresno just two days ago as well. And 
man, he was preaching the same message. If you don't know what you're doing, don't go and vote. He's all just, he's all do what's right for America. If you're an informed voter, and he said, I thought this was good. He's all, if you only go to one news source for your news, you're not informed. If you're Absolutely. not looking over CNN, Fox News, Politico, all MSNBC, um, you're going across the board and seeing what differing opinions are. And that's honestly, I think, where we have to move as America. I don't see, um, we just, it's so partisan right now. Um, I think people need to go where they can argue on both sides. I think that's me and Chan come from that perspective. It's policy, facts, let's look at it and let's move forward. Let's not fight each other. <laughs> Absolutely. So, yeah. Um, Chan has experience with that, especially in track and different oh, avenues. For got- sure. <laughs> yeah. Like it, and, and I love nothing more than to have like a, a cordial disagreement over a political issue with somebody like that's maybe the only downside that maybe Matt and I will find something to disagree with, uh, disagree about at some point in the future. And that'll be fun if we get to that point. But like, like one downside to us doing this is we're going to agree on most topics and like, sure, it's fun to get to talk about issues we agree on. But I think the real fun is like, okay, you know, but like, I want to have a conversation with somebody who's pro-choice and like, let's talk about why a unborn baby deserves uh, as much rights as its mother. Like, mm, yeah, you know, and I, things like that. And, and I found that unless you're talking to like a hardened leftist, even somebody who is on the left is usually open to a conversation, maybe not open to having their minds changed and that's fine. But like most people are open to a conversation. And I think if we pursue more of that, especially bridging the aisle a little bit. So like, you know, if you're a, a conservative listener to this, like, go out and, and have a, a cordial and respectful conversation with somebody who disagrees with you on political issues. Like it's a great thing and our country needs a lot more of it. And I, I 100% agree with that. And we're gonna get into that with um, people on our show and having different people visit and stuff. I think it'd be good. We're gonna, we're thinking about doing some stuff in the coffee shop, some live stuff like that would be really good just to, just to get some differing opinions. Um, Seth, our boy Seth, walk into the room. How you doing, Seth? I like turtles. Woo. Seth likes turtles. Yeah, you heard it here first, guys. Yep. And I think that in order to win America, we must defeat America. Milk 2020. Oh man, <laughs> different opinions <laughs> right there. We're in the middle of it. This is what we get for uh, recording in uh, Matt's apartment here on campus at President Pacific. We love you, Seth. Basically, yeah. Yeah, perfect, perfect. Awesome. That's good to hear. Yeah. We love to hear that. Clean chonies for uh, for Seth Garcia over here. Yeah, this will hit the air later. It'll be nice. <laughs> we just roll with it straight. So. Oh, yeah, 100%. So we roll with the facts and we roll it straight. That's that's the motto right there. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, you want to move into our, our closing segment? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, so Matt and I were talking. I think we're going to every day or every uh, every episode, we will uh, move into like a closing segment. We'll talk about something related to culture or religion or uh, moral beliefs, something like that. Um, so today I want to touch on uh, recently, just uh, this last Monday, I had the awesome privilege, or maybe it was Sunday, yeah, it was Sunday. I had the awesome privilege of getting to see Dennis Prager uh, speak live in Visalia. 
Um, it was a really great talk. I got to meet him backstage. Um, very nice guy, very personable. Uh, what he, what you get when you watch like one of his uh, fireside talks or listen to his radio show or something that he does on PragerU. He's the real deal. Um, he's very genuine. Uh, but so what he talked about, it was about an hour long lecture, was the importance of religious thought on um, the health of a society. So uh, basically he was getting at the idea that if you don't have a religious background, don't have an understanding of say the Bible, for example, and, and you know, he's coming at this from a, a Jewish perspective, um, and you lack a, a certain wisdom that is necessary to conduct yourselves in daily life. So he touched on the fact that people can be nice, but not wise, and that's dangerous. So say somebody really cares for poor people and they think, well, I'm just gonna throw a whole bunch of government money at them. That's very nice, but that's not wise. That's how you get people trapped in generations of poverty. Um, but the wise thing to do is to lay the foundations for a free, open economy. And you get that out of religious thought where assuming people are basically bad from birth and a recognition that you have to limit the power of people. From there, you get all kinds of good policy and you get a healthy society as a result of wise religious thought. So yeah, that's our little closing segment for today. Not any ideas on that? Oh, man, I just think Chan, you're over here preaching, man. So <laughs> I know I was supposed to go with Chan to that um, um, in Visalia, but didn't make it. Just had a lot of stuff going on here in Fresno. But man, Chan, you, wow. I was, I'm, I'm kind of sad I missed out on that. <laughs> yeah, it, it was a really great speech. Uh, everybody should go check out more that Dennis Prager has to offer. And yeah, for sure. And we support um, the Daily Wire as well. So 100%. Yeah, Mr. Uh, ben, ben Shapiro almost messed that up. <laughs> messed that up. Um, ben, we love you. Yeah, we love you, Ben. Um, also, I support Rush Limbaugh and very other um, right-wing media, but we don't just aren't just white right-wing. We're going to offer different opinions. Chance, we're going to bring on different guests. So it's going to be it's going to be a good time. So yeah, Matt, it's been a pleasure today. Everybody, thanks for listening to the Matt and Chan Show. We'll be back at it next Friday, probably. Yes, sir. All right.